Hi, I'm Kathy Clabby, Senior Editor at American Scientist Magazine. In our Pizza Lunch podcast, we interview scientists who give lunchtime lectures at our headquarters in North Carolina. Carl Wegman is an Associate Professor of Marine, Earth, and Atmospheric Sciences at North Carolina State University. He studies earthquake risks in the Mediterranean Sea, particularly near the island of Crete. That's where the African tectonic plate is plunging below the Aegean Sea Plate. His findings suggest that a very powerful earthquake in that region is less likely than geologists had believed. His work dating soils on Crete has also contributed to a startling archaeological find. Early humans, Homo erectus in fact, may have reached Crete more than 100,000 years ago. If they did, they must have made and navigated boats to get there. That timing challenges the belief that modern humans first invented seafaring tens of thousands of years later. First, I asked Carl to explain what is known and not known about earthquake risks in the eastern Mediterranean. What we're interested in is trying to figure out how big earthquakes might be and how often they might have occurred in the past, which would tell us information potentially about the timing, the spacing between earthquakes moving forward in the future. And so the eastern Mediterranean is really interesting because there's fantastic geologic exposures, there's this rich archaeological history, there's a rich written human history for the last couple thousand years uh, that we can use to create this narrative about earthquake hazards in the past and present and moving forward into the future. So I understand that there are some competing theories about what's happening there and what the level of risk is. What can you tell us about these competing ideas and which one do you think is most viable? Sort of the main hypothesis is that the earthquake hazards reside either at the subduction interface, where the African plate is subducting beneath Eurasia at a place known as the Hellenic subduction zone, which sits directly beneath the island of Crete. So earthquakes are either generated at that location, much like uh, what we saw in Chile or Japan in the last couple of years. They may also be generated on large compressional faults, which slant more steeply up towards the Earth's surface. When you're on the island of Crete itself, all the geologic evidence suggests that the faults are extensional, that the crust is pulling apart, and that they're located fairly shallow within the Earth's crust. Uh, And these types of faults tend to produce earthquakes that aren't quite as large as the plate boundary or subduction zone earthquake. So one of the hypotheses that I'm working on is, is testing this idea that the earthquake hazards in a place like Crete are actually associated with the much shallower crustal faults, these extensional faults that are pulling the crust apart at the Earth's surface as opposed to on the subduction interface or deeply buried beneath the island of Crete. And if that's the case, then the risk of a really momentous, destructive earthquake might be lower than if it was a different kind of fault. Is that right? Right. So the largest earthquakes on Earth occur at on subduction interfaces. On the island of Crete, if the earthquakes derive from extensional faults at the Earth's surface, those types of faults don't have the same rupture area. The size of the area that ruptures is proportional to the magnitude of the earthquake. So if you rupture a smaller area, you can only generate earthquakes of a certain size. So extensional earthquakes tend to be maybe magnitude 7 to 7.5. We wouldn't expect an earthquake of magnitude 8 or 8.5 or even 9 on one of those types of faults. 
It seems also that Crete is a really good place to do geology because um, there's a lot of interesting things that you can get access to. Can you tell us a little bit about why it is a good place for you to do this kind of research? First, it's a really beautiful place, and that always helps. And having the mountains right next to the ocean from just sort of a aesthetic point of view, it's a fantastic place to work. Um, it has a long history. The island of Crete has been rising above sea level for the last five million years. And more recently, in the last half million years or so, we have a, a fairly decent record of that uplift recorded in old beach deposits that have now been lifted up above sea level. And we can look at the organisms that lived in those deposits. We can date some of those organisms using radiocarbon dating. We can look at associations with the types of sediments that tell us that the climate was either warm or cold. Uh, So we can look at glacial, interglacial scale climate cycles on how sediments were being shed off the mountains and how these beaches were forming. And all of that provides a framework for us to understand how the island of Crete is uplifting, what are the processes by which uh, the island is coming out of the ocean or rising above the Hellenic subduction zone. It's fairly unpopulated, which is nice when you're walking around and, and potentially trespassing on a lot of folks' property. <laughs> so it's it's uh, fairly unpopulated, especially the south coast of Crete, where, where we do a lot of our work. In addition to this fascinating work that you've been doing trying to understand the earthquake history and potential future in Crete, you've also had this chance, because of the dating work you've been doing, to do some really interesting interdisciplinary work with archaeologists. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what that's been about. Sure. A couple years ago, I received an email from Tom Strasser at uh, Providence College, and he and his colleagues, uh, Curtis Reynolds at Boston University and some Greek archaeological colleagues, had found some really interesting and, and unique stone tools that sort of challenged some of the fundamental tenets about when, when humans or early humans first started arriving on Greek islands like the island of Crete. And they found these some of these tools in the context of these old beaches, these marine terrace deposits that are now tens of meters up on the cliff face on the south coast of Crete. So Tom Strasser at Providence College emailed me and said, might you be able to work with us in terms of determining the age of these beach deposits? We have these really old tools that we think might have been created by pre-modern humans. And so we formed this uh, partnership where we're using the geology, the dating of these beach deposits to help inform our understanding of of the age of these tools. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. This Pizza Lunch podcast was produced by me and Elsa Youngstead, Associate Editor at American Scientist Magazine. The magazine is published by Sigma Xi, the Scientific Research Society. The music is Spot by Ardent Octopus, courtesy of Mevio's Music Alley. Thanks for listening.